You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Everyone. Welcome to Campus Beat. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. We are broadcasting from CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario, here at beautiful Queen's University. And I have the pleasure to welcome two wonderful, amazing Queen's University PhD candidates, holy cannoli, PhD <laughs> candidates in our studio. Uh, their names are Janan Shaheen from Political Studies, and we also have Claudia Hertenfelder from Geography and Planning. Thank you both very much for coming in today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for inviting us. So this is a really uh, fascinating um, conversation we're going to be having today. These two folks came in. Uh, they are with the International Student Working Group here at Queen's University, a very new organization uh, working together with um, a collective of people, about 50 people so far, working together on identifying uh, particular issues for uh, that international students at Queen's University experience on a day-to-day basis, including from arrival right to the end of and even after their degrees. So we're going to talk about uh, some of these issues that uh, folks right here in our Queen's community uh, experience and uh, what uh, the International Student Working Group is hoping to uh, do about it. So thank you again for coming in and and sharing uh, news about this uh, particular group and uh, sharing information about it. So, but before diving in, Janan, perhaps first, can you tell us about yourself and your studies at Queen's and you too, Claudia, of course. Um, uh, I am a first year PhD student at uh, Queen's in political studies. Um, and I come from Turkey. Uh, actually, it's I've been here for two years. I was in cultural studies department last year, so I switched into political studies. And my uh, academic uh, research will be focused on <laughs> refugees uh, in the labor market, segmented labor markets. So I will be looking at racialization of refugee populations uh, in the labor market in Germany and in Turkey. Okay. Yeah. And how about you, Claudia? Uh, I'm also a first year, so I got here in September, so I haven't been here for very long. Mm -hmm. Um, And my research is still kind of being molded out every week. It feels like it's a different thing that I'm interested in doing. But for now, I'm interested in the relationship between animals and cities. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's taken me in some interesting places. So, yeah, I'm from South Africa originally, um, but this is my second time being an international student in a different country. So it's really really cool. It's a nice experience. So now, as international students, what motivated you to come to Canada to study uh, in general and uh, to study at Queen's in particular? Claudia, let's start with you. Uh, Well, for me, so I had started out my search for a PhD program about two years prior to knowing when I wanted to start. Uh, I'd been offered an opportunity in South Africa already, but the program didn't have for me uh, some of the things that I was after. So for example, I wanted to get some teaching experience. And I was looking for a particular kind of supervisor that would be able to guide me with some of the interests I had, uh, particularly in relation to uh, animals 
uh, you know, in animal geography. And at the time, there was a professor here who was really involved and interested in that. And that got me looking at Queens in general. And it just looked like a cool uh, little community, a small, I'm from a big city, I'm from Johannesburg. So coming, narrowing it down to a smaller city just seemed like the right thing to do. I was in the right place for that. And uh, yeah, it seemed Ontario in general is a bit of a hotbed for for the type of research I'm doing. So it was was a good place to come. Okay. And how about you, Janan? In Turkey, the political situation over the you know last couple of years uh, have or not last been of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Now with the elections, you might even say that. And uh, so I was already a PhD student back in Turkey, and I also come from a big city, the capital Ankara. Uh, but I, uh, over time, I mean, I can I could see lots of people were seeking, you know, uh, PhD programs, you know, to apply for abroad. And uh, Canada was one of the countries that I th- uh, considered, uh, you know, a good place to do that mm-hmm. because I thought uh, it's kind of more inclusive compared to many other countries. And looking at Queen's location geographically, you know, and it's uh, proximity to other big cities, I thought it could have been a mm. good alternative and I applied for it. I mm-hmm. went for it and I uh, got there finally. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just wonder off the, off the top of my head, what does the preparation process look like? You're moving to, mm. for a PhD program, mm-hmm. so you presumably you'll be here for several years mm-hmm. at least, unless you're going mm-hmm. on location to do research elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Germany and Turkey. Yeah. Um, so what does the preparation process look like to actually move your life from one country to another to come and study here? Uh, I can't say it is a difficult, you know, like decision to make mm-hmm. uh, because you uh, you should make sure that you will be able to survive in the country that you go to. So finance is one aspect of that. Secondly, you should uh, be optimistic about your social network when you go mm-hmm. there. Right? You, you, you kind of hope to ha- make friends, you know, like have good relations with supervisors, with people in your department and you uh, want to kind of believe in the quality of the courses that you're going to take, the research that you're going to make. So it's a big decision and the preparation uh, is kind of a confidence building in yourself and also uh, trying to, you know, like get the documents ready, visa preparations and lots of official uh, documentation is needed as well. It's quite administratively heavy. There's there's a lot to do before getting here uh, and the visa process alone takes a couple of a couple of yeah. months and quite a bit of money and a bit of time and I was in the middle of China when I was busy no. doing I was riding my bicycle through China <laughs> so I was trying to try to apply for Canadian visas in China so that oh. was but it takes I think it's also quite different as I came here with my husband um, which is a, a very different you feel a little bit more I think secure mm-hmm. like I know that I've got a person with me when mm. when I arrive yeah. Yeah. Like I was uh, back then, you know, like earning some money, making a living, you mm. know, so I also quit a job, you know, at oh. a university and I came here. So it was a big decision in that sense, yeah. too. So uh, this kind of reminded me about the, uh, you know, like so importance of being kind of adventurous in your life at certain points. But uh, when you uh, really f- 
encountered the material conditions that you have, sometimes you feel um, like, did I do the right thing? You know, like, am I really uh, sort of taking an adventure to that will take me ahead or not? So these are, of course, uh, the constant questionings that you have. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So what was it like, um, or what is it like for international students when they arrive at Queen's University mm -hmm. and uh, they arrive in Kingston and then they need to you know, navigate uh, how to do day-to-day -day living in Kingston, and let alone how to figure out how to do stuff at mm -hmm. Queen's University. What did that look like maybe in your own experience or what you might have heard from others? Mm -hmm. Um, in my experience, I was lucky because my supervisor back then, you know, ha offered me kind of great assistance by uh, guiding me uh, to the places where I can live, you know, the, mm. to, re to rent a room. She really helped a lot. Uh, so I didn't have much trouble and I was uh, single. You know, I didn't come with a partner or a person with me. So it was easier to settle down. But the problem I remember, like I bought the plane ticket because we didn't receive we we don't receive funding before September, right? So I came here in August. I bought the plane tickets and I didn't have much money, you know, like in my account, but mm -hmm. I had to pay the rent. I had to buy certain things. So it came uh, much later. So if I hadn't had some savings, you know, from yeah. uh, back from my country, uh, it couldn't, it wouldn't have been easier because oh, yeah. I am kind of a mature student which had that time period. Some students come here without any work experience, yeah. actually, without any money, yeah. uh, unless their parents support them. It's really hard for the first month to do yeah, that first those month, expenses. And, yeah. and it shapes, I think it shapes so much of your, your experience at the university. Mm. So, uh, for example, I, I wasn't actually fully aware of when I would get that, that initial money, right? Oh. So you're coming in, I'm, I'm transferring South African rand into Canadian dollars. I'm figuring out that taxes are not included in the prices and mm. that's really, and I'm having to give two months worth of rent and buy a mattress and um, pay for medical insurance for myself and my husband. And all of these fees just come right in that first, uh, that first week almost that you're here. Um, and that, I think that can unfortunately shape your whole experience in the beginning because it's quite it's quite like you said just now sometimes you can say did I make the right choice this is this is just a lot and it, I think it does ease up the more into the semester you go and the mm -hmm. more into your time you go because you start to be able to navigate the land a bit more but that initial I think grasp of just how expensive things are here um, without having any sort of financial support as you arrive because you have to open up bank accounts and yeah, it can be a bit overwhelming, but beautiful. I gotta say, fall is also really beautiful. Yeah. Like all the colors of the trees, so lovely. Definitely, maybe like uh, of course when uh, we think about um, like what university should do to improve the experience of the like uh, uh, pe people who come here for the first time in their first week or month, we make a comparative, you know. Uh, analysis mm. basically so I know in some of the universities in the world right so when people when they arrive they in receive sometimes an initial yeah. uh, like pa package funding package that helped them to settle down in that place well right. this happened to me when I arrived in so I studied my, my masters in mm. Sweden and I got off the train there was someone waiting there with an envelope of money from my package a key mm. to my house and they mm. said here welcome to Sweden mm. call me if you need anything uh, and I'd arrived a week like after orientation because of visa problems and it was just amazing to have that kind of security and people that were aware of just how jarring it is to get off a 
you know, a 25 hour flight and, and mm. that you've got money and you don't have to try to figure out how to trans like mm. change it into the correct currency. And, um, yeah, I think that there are, that that was a relief in, in Sweden mm. at least. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, Oh, geez, I've lost my position here. Okay, so you've discussed some of the challenges, too, that sometimes people face on arrival. Yeah. Um, now, I also understand that even after um, just, okay, I'm getting used to things, I've just paid all of these fees for this, this, and this. Mm. I bought my new mattress. Mm. <laughs> oh, my gosh, just buying food or paying mm. rent is very expensive in this mm. community. Yeah. It's a It's a challenge that... Uh, all King, Kingston area residents yeah. are certainly aware of as well. Um, but there are other particular challenges, too, that international students uh, experience, as I understand things, uh, even long after their initial arrival. Mm -hmm. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that are particular to international students? Um, well, I think that so there's a variety of challenges, but I think what's important is to see that these challenges are compounding. So the overarching challenges are financial, and I think the compounding factor is that we are we do pay significantly higher in the way of fees. And this is not because our fees are higher, but because domestic students get subsidies. So we understand how the structure works. But in general, uh, students are paying upward of international students are paying upward of double in terms of fees, mm -hmm. which, I mean, one could almost understand the logic of how that works between international and domestic students. But then on top of that, we have extremely limited access to funding. Um, you know, there are two competitive scholarships at the PhD level that we can apply for, and that's the, the Vanier and the Trudeau scholarship. And even then, um, I mean, those are extremely competitive. And the Trudeau Scholarship, for example, only one of those four, one in every four are secured for an international student. So it's, it's, it's almost impossible for us to not only get access to funding that can help us survive. I mean, it's not just that we're here to try and live and pay our rent. We're also here as serious academics. We're here as people that want to compete in conferences, that want to do competitive research in Germany and Turkey mm. and South Africa. We want to expand the scope of research here but we need money to do that and we need time to do that so another compounding factor is in order to try and make up for the the discrepancy in access to money we find ourselves working substantially more and I know that this is an issue with grad students across the board I think mm -hmm. that there is a, an issue in general with the amount of hours grad students find themselves working instead of dedicated to their studies uh, and that's a complicated big structural issue but I think what's maybe not taken into consideration is how, you know, international students have also limited hours that they're able to work outside of the university. So we're very reliant on TA ships and, and, and RA ships, which form part of our funding package. Mm -hmm. But those are also limited. Our ability to get work at the university uh, above those can sometimes be a difficult thing to navigate. So that there are these compounding uh, financial effects that really can impact your whole experience. Um, we're in general stimulated people. I love what I do. I love the research I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I love to teach. I love to just interact with people. But the fact that my finances, especially in that first semester, shaped so much of my life was really... Um, that's that's I mean that's when we decided to to get together and do something. There was you you were part of the original. Yeah, uh, actually, maybe t on top of what you have uh, mm. said, really, truly, you know, I can add 
the idea of coming together as international students was inspired by the experience of people who are in their fifth and sixth years now. Mm. Uh, we we had just a couple of friends and we really closely observed, you know, their financial distress. Uh, imagine that you have to pay $15,000 tuition fee. You don't have any guaranteed funding because it is four-year uh, mm-hmm. study. So in your fifth year, you pay full tuition fee and you have, you know, maybe a TA ship, you know, if your supervisor can open some, you know, like space for mm. you, you might do a additional RA ship. Mm. And at, in that year, you have to complete your thesis at the same time. Mm-hmm. So which is and you pay your rent. You cannot you don't have the opportunity to go back to your country because if in your country, it is more difficult to pay your tuition fees. Mm. I mean, at least you think you can do it here. Mm-hmm. So it's it was a really stressful period, and we got, we saw people emotion having emotional breakdowns, mm. and I I was personally really influenced by that because I'm in my first year, I don't have that much stress now thinking about the time I had, but uh, so it, their experience kind of uh, made us to take an initiative, mm. you know, like to contact SGPS, to contact PSAC, you know, so what can be done about this and that. Uh, that was an important, uh, just call, yeah, we can say, uh, point uh, in my experience and mm. observation of others' experience here. Yeah, and I, I'm guessing uh, from the perspective, uh, if in terms of identifying uh, like emotional mm. uh, turmoil that uh, many international students experience, of course, you know, doing the research for Thitwam's thesis. No matter how uh, excited you are about your research, it's still a, a very stressful undertaking in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But then being compounded with the expense of tuition as well as rent, and then maybe your funding package is only, mm-hmm. if you get one, uh, mm-hmm. up to your fourth year. Mm-hmm. But then after the fifth year, if you're still here in your fifth year, there it must be quite difficult. Especially, I, mean, I would imagine it'd be even more so mm-hmm. for folks that uh, uh, come along with children. For example, Definitely, yeah. oh my gosh, I yeah, can't even yeah. imagine. Yeah, we, uh, we have a like a friend in our uh, working group from Iran, and she has a, a kid with her, so she cannot rent a room. She has to rent actually an apartment, right, to live with uh, her son. She doesn't receive any child subsidy. Uh, she pays higher rent because she needs to provide space for the sun mm-hmm. of course the expenses are higher mm-hmm. shopping you know uh, expenses are higher and imagine this uh, going to fifth year or sixth year as you said you know yeah. it is even much more difficult for uh, really people with kids you and know and then the here. medical insurance on top of that yeah. right because then you have to you have to pay for you for the child too isn't yeah, that so yeah, that's true that's true mm. Um, uh, I was going to say one thing, you know, this four-year issue as international students, something that I feel a bit disturbed by is when we complain about this um, tuition fees uh, being high in the fifth, sixth year, the usually the response we hear is about, you know, timely completion and how it is it is it can be made possible mm, do we need academic writing support do we need you know like better because international as international students is the problem related with you know like how, the quality of work that we produce and it's not meeting the standards that the queens requires uh, these are not 
correct questions because we know that it's not a problem of international students only. It mm. is a problem at domestic and international level. Uh, the percentage of people who complete their programs in four years is really low and it does not differ uh, b- between yeah. domestic and internationals. But the problem is, we, since we pay twice as much tuition fees, the in the fifth and sixth year, the level of suffering is, of course, much more uh, exactly. for us. Uh, so And, and yeah, the yeah. compounding of the hours, right? So yeah. even if you, because you're not guaranteed a TA ship in the university, for example, in mm. your fifth year, at least. So what could end up happening is you now have to work. You've got 20 hour limit because of your visa and what you can get a minimum wage job for 20 hours to pay um, to pay you. And and this isn't just a reality for international students, but I think that it is there are compounding factors that make it a particularly stressful. I mean, your visa is contingent, everything, all of these things are are weighing in on you. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, and these are just stories that we hear yeah, we've been at it since October last year, and these these are the again yeah. and again. It's the same stories. Yeah. One interesting story that I heard, not story, but um, because we come here and we don't know the history of politics and regulations mm. in the country much. Uh, I, I it was surprising to me in the past. I don't know how long ago, but not long ago, for international students getting a permitted permanent residence was much easier. After like a two years, you know, PhD experience, it was possible to get it. Now it's almost impossible. You really have to complete your PhD, which means you can never pay domestic rates, right? Because PR PR uh, enables you to pay domestic mm. rates. Uh, then at that time it makes sense even the tuition fee rate is different for domestic and international by the time the student comes to fourth year he or she is eligible for, uh, as a PR and then can pay domestic yeah. rates. Now it is impossible. So Queen's administration, I believe, you know, like should uh, should consider these factors in tandem. Otherwise, you cannot uh, understand uh, um, really uh, how the problem is experienced by the students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, would you... Are you aware of uh, similarities or parallels, perhaps, for the experience of international students at other universities in Ontario, let alone the province, or sorry, the country? Yeah, I mean, I think you can probably speak better to this because uh, there are some yeah. universities. That uh, yeah, I said that, you know, like first inspiration for me I and mean, for us to initiate this was actually trying to help our colleagues. And the second one was seeing that in other universities, there are regulations that have been introduced to the benefit of the international students. And we thought, oh, it's possible because sometimes such big regulations seem like big demands yeah. to make, you know. So you feel, mm, right, Queen's international students make up 27% of the Queen's graduates. It's not a, a small number or percentage at all. No. But still, you don't feel, you know, like as powerful as to bring out such a dramatic change at uh, at university. But when we saw others' experience, when I say others, I'm talking about, you University of Toronto, uh, Western uh, uh, University of McMaster, you know, so those universities, along with the others, have already introduced some uh, policies about the tuition fees, which uh, mitigated the problems of international students to a certain extent. And why not Queens, right? So we have, uh, we are we are a big university as far as we can observe, you know, like, so this university also uh, gets fine, uh, funding from, you know, like both uh, provincial government, federal government, 
and donors. So uh, is, is it like a financial crisis that we are seeing? I don't think so. So such uh, problems should be addressed, you know, uh, with greater efficiency uh, to increase the work quality that they expect from international students, I think, mm-hmm. because it is also uh, part of being uh, the picture of competitiveness, right? I mean, you can be competitive as long as you Uh, provide the conditions for your students to, uh, to 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 produce good work and under emotional financial distress mm. such things are even uh, more difficult so yeah. queens can afford as the others have done and I there think. there are a lot of i think good people at the university that are trying mm. to do things so for example i i hit um i hit some dire straits uh, in last semester uh, practically I came in with all of our savings and it wasn't enough so I think myself and my his husband because that's another thing you come in with a partner and they need some time to find employment it's not like you step off uh, the plane and you walk into a job um, jobs are also quite difficult to get here uh, it turns mm-hmm. out good ones at um, least yeah. so so it took Um, my husband some time to get a job and we were you know going through savings and I hit a point where I realized if something doesn't change soon the savings are going to be gone and this was really not a matter of uh, thriving at this point this was a matter of I, like we we need to pay rent we need to and this is the, the level of stress you're at a few months into a new country where you're like really I, I don't know which is at which point when I got angry and I um and I practically said I believe in what I'm studying. I'm here because I believe in what I'm studying. I'm not mm. here to get in debt. Um, and that's and I, that's the type of feeling that a lot of international students in our group are. And we're working, right? We're working extra hours over and above the other commitments we have to TA ships, to the university, uh, to ourselves, to our families. We're working over and above that in the ISWG because we believe in this, because we believe that there is a need for some structural changes. And I do think that there are people within the university that are sympathetic to these changes. It's trying to find the right way uh, mm-hmm. to to get these changes heard. And I think part of it is being uh, vocal, having our campaign, doing these things. Another part of it is starting to have meetings and talk to people to see what is possible. Um, you know, are there donors that might be willing to come forward and say, hey, we're going to create a, a scholarship for international students. That would be the first step as, a, as an indicator of, you know, we, we see the value in you. This isn't a scholarship for surviving. This is because we want to see you compete. We want to see what you're capable of. Um, yeah, and, and I just don't think you can compare the quality of outputs. And even then, we're still, I think, international yeah. students are performing just as well as, as domestic students Definitely, at, yeah. at grad levels. And even then... Yeah, anyway, I could, yeah, I, could, yeah, I, could, yeah, I, could I could, I could, I could like. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about uh, the initial group. Um, it was the International Student Caucus, and mm. now it has um, evolved into the International Student yeah. Working Group. Mm. Tell us about uh, these groups and yeah. its uh, evolution or transition, yeah. if you will. I can start with the caucus and Claudia. Maybe you can take uh, yeah, take take over with the the IS uh, the WG. Um, one ambiguity is about uh, concerns is you know to to identify the the mandate you know like so which institution at Queens can address best you know like to our concerns mm. because when you are talking about tuition fees and funding 
it becomes an issue that uh, can be addressed under SGPS. But when we are talking about general, you know, like life expenses and not being able to make a living or asking for more, it the, also kind of falls into the uh, mandate of the Peace Act, the trade yeah. union we have. Although their primary goal is negotiating the uh, hourly rates and everything. And they so, represent only actual employees, uh, TAs, TS, mm, postdocs, and now research assistants. Assistance, definitely. Right. So if there's an international student who doesn't fall under yeah. any of those, they're not covered. Exactly. De- definitely, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, uh, among that kind of confusion, not only confusion, but also availability of open spaces for us. So PSAC was really welcoming and it mm. kind of made things easier for us to to set uh, set the ball rolling, like it is called. Yeah, I, I don't so, think yeah. we really knew what we were after when we first yeah. started. We just needed a space to, to have a conversation. Uh, I mean, I wasn't even part of the original group, mm-hmm. right? I saw a poster up that was for a sign looking mm-hmm. for international students that wanted to talk, mm-hmm. wanted to figure it out. And, and they were just really open to, they weren't telling us how to do anything or what to do. They just said, we've got budgets to help students do this type of stuff so mm-hmm. you figure it out um mm-hmm. and that's what we did right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it was the first uh, place you know like we got to know each other mm-hmm. we reached out to new people and the turnout was also interesting so i we i wasn't expecting to see many international students when i put up those posters because it people are busy you know like whether they will turn up or not and really lots of people showed interest which is an indication of the concerns you know like people share and uh, the open letter was drafted and you know like produced uh, with great contribution of claudia herself you know within PSAC in that caucus and it is uh, sort of formalized or it uh, very neatly stated you know what what our concerns were summarized and mm-hmm. uh, helped us to communicate our problems with the queen's administration and from then on you know like we thought sgps as you said since all students uh, that we want to reach you know uh, can be represented within that body mm-hmm. uh, can be a good you know like place for us yeah. venue for us to uh, set up a working group and do more learn more from our peers and colleagues and communicate yeah. more you know these problems to the uh, relevant bodies, entities here. So we, we spent, we worked really hard on the, the first draft mm. of the letter. Um, it was a good couple of months in the making, taking it into meetings, having people mm. edit it, because you can't represent everybody's view and everybody has, you know, an individual um, feeling or experience uh, of how they've dealt with some of these things. And we had to kind of take the baseline of, so even what's represented in the letter is, is the baseline. It's us coming at the most common um, denominator uh, and then we did. We intro- we we shared this with the with um, uh, Dean, the Fahim dean, Kadir, the dean, yeah, and Kadir. and he also expressed that maybe it would be a better mm-hmm. move to, um, you know, to to think more deeply, and and how we want to move forward. So we we did, and I think we've we've started to, mm-hmm. uh, we were starting to get a bit a better vision. We're still figuring stuff out, mm-hmm. um, but we were getting a better vision of. Because we are not like a professional, you know, like group uh, who which which has a representative, you know, like uh, executive, let's say, committee, and mm-hmm. the rest are there to be represented. We set up. We we were founded. Uh, 
We founded this group as an advocacy group. That's mm -hmm. why it has, you know, it's activism, transparency, like uh, the, it, it, it provides ease, you know, like uh, for people to really mm -hmm. communicate their issues. Uh, so it hasn't been institutionalized, you know, like yet. But we believe that Queen's University, both in PSAC and SGPS, really needs a strong, you know, like representation of international students, mm -hmm. uh, not through only, you know, like um, one, uh, let's say, uh, person, you know, like in the committee, executive committee, but really through uh, just groups, Deeper, you know, like yeah. initiatives which can communicate with the international so students. So one, yeah. one of the things with in line with that that we're hoping and that we've we've started to float the idea with several different people, and uh, it seems to be something that in general people seem to be quite fond of, is we're trying to encourage graduate student councils at the departmental level. Mm -hmm. So uh, whichever department it is you're thinking of, that their graduate student council nominates an international student rep. So someone who uh, can keep up to speed with what's going on at Quick, keep up to speed with what's going on at the ISWG, act as a you know, points of communication between incoming international students and existing, uh, because you need something that 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 lower level. Mm -hmm. Lower is not the right word. You mm -hmm. need something at that more intimate level, grassroots level, grassroots level, department level. There we go. Yeah, um, who who also understands the intricacies of the department, right? And can help in it because there are so many things that get taken for granted in terms of uh, communication. I had no idea that the concept of three semesters to me was just. Like mm. it made no sense to me, and then, yeah, there, there's a lot of things that maybe get taken for granted that coming in from the outside, you just don't, you just don't know. You okay. just need someone who's willing to chat with you. So we're hoping that that could be a good way to get some of these yeah, yeah. Um, conversations. And uh, have you, oh, sorry, have you had any conversations uh, with any undergrad students though? Because undergraduate students, there are many international undergraduate students too. Mm. Are, is there any room for partnership? with an undergrad level? Well, I think if they, so at the moment we're quite grad student orientated. Um, it's just, we even even at the moment we feel as though our mandate is possibly uh, broader than what we, we, we need to start like whittling down. Um, but that said, I think that any, any sort of visibility about this, and I think that's particularly important now considering, you know, the university recently announced that they're planning on increasing the number of international students at the university. So uh, I think, you know, I, if there are any undergrads listening now, I think you guys should get together and form a similar group uh, at the undergrad level and we can start creating connections across the university. Um, because, yeah, so it's not within our mandate now. We're primarily made up of masters and PhD students. Uh, but who knows? Who knows where we'll go? Yeah, like when we were tabling, uh, we were co collecting, you know, like signatures, the mm -hmm. like the, to petition the Queen's administration for the demands that we have just, you know, talked briefly about. And some undergrad international student visited the table, and then they also shared their. Uh, like worries, you know, like with us, we are going to be international graduate students and we also have problems, etc. Uh, but since we were founded as a graduate uh, students mm -hmm. platform, yeah. uh, of course, it's not easy to incorporate their uh, gotcha. concerns, yeah, yeah, agenda into ours. But definitely, I think we should uh, help 
them you yeah. know like they help help them you know like to uh the shape you know their uh maybe concerns i mean to for, to formulate their concerns and everything in a very friendly and uh collaborative way like it's mm-hmm. it's an open dialogue to be uh, made you know like to be furthered yeah i think the challenges that uh graduates and and undergrad international students face are probably quite similar and quite different to one another so in mm. some regards we've got labor components that are part mm. of ours whereas there's for example they wouldn't be TAing so they might have different labor concerns you know that involve being outside uh, for many of them I wouldn't be surprised if it was their first time studying or being you know overseas so I think there's a lot of different okay components but we don't I actually don't know mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. enough about the undergrad experience yeah sure we should learn more mm-hmm. uh, but, but having said you know like undergrads uh, having talked about them one thing that I want to underline is this OSAP issue and the OSAP cuts uh, we international students of course are well aware of the, um, the restraints you know and financial constraints that the universities face right mm-hmm. with the OSAP cuts and the reduction in tuition fees and now the universities try to you know like find ways to increase funds and everything but uh, one um, one thing that i kind of try to always remind myself about is the uh, issues and the problems that the people have who uh, get money you know like from osap and who do not want to be indebted uh, like for long after they graduate are very similar to my concerns so yeah. like whether whether you're a domestic or international students i think once you uh, have like precarious conditions right so you it doesn't matter which country you come from or which country you are a citizen of in this uh, Uh, campus on this campus we share an experience mm-hmm. i think so um like this taking lots of international students to make up for the, the financial loss caused by the uh tuition reductions and everything is somehow you know like create an atmosphere where domestic students are positioned versus international students uh-huh. it shouldn't be the case and we have really good support from our domestic students in mm. our departments we have had uh, very good productive conversations with them as well they also witness our uh, problems uh, as our friends you know like throughout our studies mm-hmm. so we were in the demonstration osap folk out you know like as international graduate students supporting uh, domestic students mm-hmm. so this uh, solidarity against uh, like financial precarity and uh, other of course concerns should be maintained right we position ourselves very much in uh, in their shoes when they have problems and they do the same i think for us okay so tell us about some of the partnerships as well that uh, that mm-hmm. you have been uh, working on at both the caucus level and now as the working group i understand a, there was a partnership with uh, PSAC 901 again mm-hmm. the TA TF mm-hmm. RA and postdoc union mm-hmm. it continues to grow and now there's a partnership i understand uh, with the with um, oh goodness mm-hmm. SGPS mm-hmm. Uh, but what about quick as well So mm. so uh yeah so again with with SGPS so we're under SGPS right now um and I must just say like we do not speak on their their behalf um but they've been very supportive as we've come into them they've been uh, I've got to actually say in particular 
VP Isabel Luce has been just incredible in terms of uh, making herself available to us, making facilities available uh, so that we could print and have spaces to meet. So SGPS has been really wonderful in inviting us and giving us space to to try and figure out what it is we we want from the group moving mm-hmm. forward. Uh, quick, we had a really good meeting uh, last week to also start brainstorming, you know, what potential is there for future, what things are doable in the short term, what are long term goals. So we're we're in the beginning stages of a lot of things. And if anyone else has ideas, anyone uh, who's listening has ideas of who we should be reaching out to, to talk to about how we could, uh, you know, further the goals of getting more scholarships for international students, further the goals of uh, considering healthcare issues for particular, uh, you know, people and, and family situations, uh, whether anyone has ideas on how we can improve communication with international students. Um, we, we are trying to figure it out. We've got some ideas that I think mm-hmm. are pretty good, but we are not, all international students so we need more people to to join to have good conversations with us and to you know talk with and against and through mm-hmm. and you can tell I'm a social scientist I gotta have <laughs> all I gotta have all of the, the prepositions in there mm-hmm. um so yeah we've we've quick quick has been really keen to talk to us about stuff SGPS has been great PSAX remains um you know wonderful mm-hmm. uh, in terms of sharing our information and and now I think we're just at a level of trying to start to create some strategic meetings with different faculty yeah. and different um, staff that might be willing to willing slash able to help us um, move forward. Yeah, one one uh, organization we want to reach out to is a QP, you know, the trade union of the yeah. faculty and the adjuncts, mm-hmm. because this uh, international students come here under a supervisor and uh, all the problems that the international students uh, go through are also uh, very closely felt by their supervisor mm-hmm. so uh, i i believe we can really uh, have a productive you know like conversation with them and they yeah. will support us uh, in our yeah, campaign. And another organization that if we're, if we're giving shout outs to organizations that I think really needs to get a mention is Banri. Yeah. Um, Banri, so not even not even with us. Uh, I mean, they, they know about our group now. We've, we've had conversations, but more generally, I think for many students and many international mm-hmm. students, particularly, uh, you know, older women or women with kids, they have really been a lifeline. So when I told you earlier about me being stuck, it was Banri that got me out of, you know, out of trouble. And and I think that organizations like that at the university, uh, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing what they're doing and that they've made themselves so available. Um, so, yeah, I think I just want to do, I just wanted to give yeah, a shout out yeah, to Banri. Yeah. So. That's, that's definitely, yeah, so, well, with that in mind, then, uh, what do you think, uh, do you have any advice for international students who are seeking support or assistance, uh, whether for a longer term or an emergency situation, for example, mm-hmm. that like, for example, Banri offers bursaries, uh, particularly for mature female students, but not every international mm-hmm. student is an identified female. That's <laughs> so true. Uh, what other um, opportunities are you aware of that international students you think should know about in case they have uh, a financial issue or a medical issue that just needs immediate assistance? Well, in terms of bursary, so for for I'm really struggling and I need help right now. Uh, again, if you're older and you've got a, a kid, um, if you're an older woman and you've got a kid, you can reach out to Banri. They're really wonderful and their doors are always open. Um, I know that SGPS does have an emergency bursary um, 
should you need it, but it is quite it is quite small. Uh, or not, I don't know. That's relative depending on what your problem yeah. is. Right? And of course, it also depends on the proof of your financial status and everything. Yeah. So... I don't know. But they, they do a have they do criteria. Have a you are an eligible, you know, like candidate yeah. for emergency. But they've also got like dental help, uh, like a dental bursary. Mm. So there are the SGPS does have several things that are available if you've got a particular um, problem. Uh, mm. They might be available. Uh, the general the general bursary uh, is really yeah. something that I think needs to be driven mm-hmm. home. Do you know about the general bursary? No, I don't. So it's it's something that you do via Solus. It's on the mm. you you. You check in, what's mm. the word? You sign into mm. Solus, and on the left-hand side, you'll see that there's uh, the general bursary, and then there's the summer bursary. Um, and if you get the general bursary last year, closed 31st of October, um, and then that's normally a reduction in fees. If if you show financial need, they'll provide you mm. with a reduction in fees. Uh, and then the summer bursary, if you didn't qualify for the, the general, you might qualify for the summer. And that's it in terms of help that I'm aware of um, in terms of finances yeah. but what about uh, even just being able to talk about some of the issues you mentioned for mm. example having meetings to do you um, meet at a particular time and mm. space where international students might be able to just come and talk mm-hmm. with their peers about mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. did you manage this thing or this is what I'm dealing with right now what's your experience been mm-hmm. like what uh, where can where can uh, international students do that I think Quick uh, is a place to go if when someone really has a problem and needs someone to talk to. Mm. Uh, I wish uh, we as international student working group, you know, like can sustain that kind of a peer support uh, mechanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are so new and it also requires an infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so Benri, as we said, is a good place for mature female students to go to. Um, but apart from that, I'm not sure, you know, like whether your immediate concerns can be addressed through such sort of, um, People you know, can also like, contact us and we can see from there if there's some way. So we're not, we don't have the, the facilities as of yet, but people can drop us an email um, at iswg at sgps.ca. And we can see uh, what we can do. We can try and figure something out. We also have a meeting on Wednesday, and we yeah. have meetings that come up uh, peri- periodically. That's sporadically. Ah, yes. <laughs> my brain is switching off. I'm sorry. Um, and they're welcome to join us at these meetings. We're trying to figure out how to make these spaces possible and how to make these sorts of conversations possible. And I think Quick does have a really lovely uh, space now in Mitchell yeah, Hall. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the thing is, you know, students have when they arrive here, we all had similar problems. You also have like cultural adaptation mm. problems and everything. And I think Quick is really good at uh, helping with such you know difficulties. Mm-hmm. But it's not the whole story. So we, when combined with other material uh, struggle, I mean difficulties, mm-hmm. so we, we we kind of in our hands have a kind of problem which is complex, you know, like in its nature. And uh, it really needs uh, more structural, I mean, profound like changes mm-hmm. uh, f- for it not to exist, basically. Uh, but we let's remind once more on Wednesday, uh, the, the time of our meeting is this Wednesday, 
Uh, but this what, is going to oh, be. This is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's so, but, story. okay. So there's a meeting date held for, I guess, April the tenth. Yeah. But you'll yeah. have some more meetings after yeah. that, I assume. Yeah. Or so we're, maybe a coffee house kind of event or something. Yeah, like we're that? actually hoping. So we're speaking about maybe having a, a potluck of sorts. Yeah. Uh, I know that Atul, who's the current international commissioner, um, he's seeing if there's maybe something available. We're 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 seeing we'd like to do something more social uh, so that we're not sounding like we're complaining all the yeah, time yeah, we're yeah. all actually happy to be here and see the squirrels and and the, <laughs> the birds and the good weather um we're just we're just having what's a serious conversation but we're hoping to towards the end of april have some something more social so that we can get to know each other outside of yeah. uh, outside of these contexts we and also people have a welcome facebook to join. page maybe claudia oh, yeah. you can talk about it yeah um it's new uh, oh, yeah. but we have a facebook page which is at queens iswg Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. At Queen's ISWG, um, and we've got the posters from the recent campaign. We're asking people for stories. I cannot tell you how important stories are. Uh, if you can reach out to our Facebook page and tell us whether you're an undergrad or a graduate, um, you know, this is how we start to figure out where the problems are. Log on to Facebook, find our page, um, find one of the photos. So we've we've kind of put our main mm-hmm. concerns as photographs with a brief outline. And then tell us your story. Tell us what it was like when you first arrived. Tell us what it was like uh, to try and get funding. Tell us what it was like or is like as a fifth-year student. We can only really have a conversation uh, and have something meaningful to say if we start to have stories that we can really share. Uh, And we need your help for that. Yeah. And uh, until the time we started the campaign, I didn't think, you know, like that the engineering students had similar problems to students in social sciences, because as departments and faculties were kind of separated. And mm-hmm. uh, there is an idea, maybe a kind of misconception that engineering students, you know, like are better off, you know, like when it comes to the issues that we are discussing. And then through tabling and through our conduct, we thought, no, actually, uh, the concern, the problems are really similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why stories are important. It also breaks the boundaries you know like that created between faculties it's not always to reach out to mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. and now we created uh, an atmosphere where we have people from sciences arts you know like humanities uh, engineering uh, and it is really important to bring together those experiences to so that we can act collectively mm-hmm. uh, so it's important to people send their stories on our Facebook page write emails and join you know. us for the potluck exactly it'll yeah. be really nice it's, it's nice will to be announced yeah. yeah and then over the summer we're going to try and come up I think with something uh, more formal uh, strategy of sorts as mm-hmm. we're moving forward so we've been working a lot on awareness now mm-hmm. Um, we need to, I think, become, we're going to create a bit more of a strategic setup about what we envision for ourselves to be in the, the new in the new year in September. It's so weird yeah. saying the new year is September. For me, the academic year was never, <laughs> it was February. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So uh, as we come toward the end of our program today, uh, have you any advice for uh, current and prospective international students at Queen's? Sage advice, wisdom to impart. Sage. That would be a good name. Um, I think one thing I'll say is in general, I think people are good. I, I don't think that as, as as much as it might feel as though the whole system is quite uh, intense, people in general are good, but there's a need for, for structural change, so be, so be patient um, and speak. Even though it might feel like it's a bit difficult to speak up, 
go speak. Someone's going to send you to another department. Go and speak to them. Be, um, you know, be have some determination, uh, and and you'll be fine. Really, mm. you'll be fine. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Everything is fine. Life is good. You're in Canada, um, and and we are trying to do something. Yeah. yeah. So, but first of all, maybe all prospective students should change the kind of image they have in their mind a little bit, you know. So uh, we, Canada is, a, of course, compared to, compared to many other countries, might be a nice place to live in, but it's not a place or the universities are not places without any problems yeah. or issues. And the secondly, some could be lucky, right? They connect to their own communities. We have like students from the same region and they form a collective here and they have already existing social networks that can they can help them but it's a good idea not to restrict you know like the social mm. environment with with those people and try to reach out other international students as yeah. well so i think it's so important mm. what you said though about before you come in i think um everyone says do your research and i think your research can only take you so far if you're a prospective student and you might be coming reach out to a student that is here and mm -hmm. if you're an international student try to reach out to an international student and it's not it's not a matter of creating uh, differences in categories here it's just that through the experience of arriving anew in a country you see things differently and i think um I think reaching to someone who's had that feeling of just arriving would be really helpful in terms of just figuring out what you're in for um mm -hmm. so reach out to someone if you're prospective yeah. student i think that's really good advice and you come from south africa i come from turkey so we have a completely different system than mm. than it is here i think when they correspond with the school administration about their finances and uh, when they receive letter of ex acceptance and everything they should be really um um inquisitive, I mean, I'm curious about the content and what is required yeah, there. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Exactly. Yeah. So like communicate your uh, like questions uh, very clearly at the beginning, because sometimes we just get the letter and we say, oh, that's the total amount and mm. that's perfect. But then we learn, find out about the details. So mm. also have a very uh, clear conversation about your prospects here. Well, wow. <laughs> Thank you both very much, uh, Janan Shaheen and Claudia yeah. Fertenfelder. <laughs> yes, that's your game. Um, obviously. Big okay. in breath. <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. Um, so, yes, I'll be editing some of this out because right now I can even mm. hear how awful my own voice sounds. Yeah. It's like a toilet paper roll. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, thank you very much for coming in and sharing all of this information uh, about uh, the development of the caucus as well as what mm -hmm. the International Student Working Group is doing and plans on doing moving forward. Mm. Uh, the issues that you've presented are incredibly important, I think, not only for international mm. students, but domestic students and mm. community yeah. members alike. It's good to know. I think everybody should mm. be invested in uh, having some knowledge of the experience mm. of Queen students, whatever their status is mm. as a resident in the country or, yeah, or citizenship. Um, okay, so that's going to wrap it up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.